Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by Coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Good morning, West Georgia. Welcome into the Morning Five podcast on your Thursday morning. Today is June 16th. Today's podcast is presented by the Parian Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today, but hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Parian Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen, personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E. N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Billy, today, I'm pretty sure you're going to enjoy today's national holiday. Oh, I have. National Fudge Day. Yes, sir. And I know you're not a big fan. I know you're not a big fan of fudge. But there are, there's a place up in Helen. And there's a place up in uh, Pigeon Forge that does fudge and like homemade fudge right there in front of you and makes it. And it's just so good, fresh. You know what I mean? The The fudge that's not Absolutely, good man. is. Yeah. The fudge that's not good is the stuff that's been there for days and it's just <laughs> sat there. And But when the you get hard. fresh fudge, oh my God, it's it melts in your mouth. Oh, yeah. We used to go to that fudge shop. We used to go tubing a bunch up in Helen uh, when I was younger, and we yeah. would go to that fudge shop every single time. And my my stepdad, my sister, and my mom would always would always give me a fudge. That was their treat. My treat was there was a um, a beef jerky store. Uh, yes, sir. About, there is about yeah, right on the corner, right there. So then I would go yeah. to the beef jerky store and get get <laughs> some outlandish bag of beef jerky. But uh, yeah, I'm not a huge fudge fan. You know, I will eat like a little corner off of whatever somebody gets those. You're 100% right about that. The fresh fudge they make, it's not terrible. It's still too sweet for me, but it's not terrible. But the fudge you get that's been sitting out for days and days and days, like in the grocery stores here, oh, just awful. Just yeah. terrible. I mean, it's. Yeah, that, that's unedible. <laughs> they have a. Um, the place up in Helen has a mint chocolate chip. Uh, fudge one time that my mom got that I had a little square of and Ooh. For, for the life of me I think that's the only time I've ever had fudge and like wanted a second bite like it was uh, it was pretty awesome it was pretty amazing I'm, I'm a huge mint chocolate chip fan so that was right up my alley but yeah I've never what, where's the other one you're talking about Gatl- Gatlinburg yeah just how, well in Pigeon Forge in between okay, Gatlinburg okay. and Sevierville so gotcha. yeah it's really good of course there's a there's a uh, beef jerky place up there too. So. Boom! There you go. There's also that. Have you ever been to that hot sauce place in Helen? Yeah. Oh man, that place is but amazing. I'm, you know, I'm not a hot sauce person. Like, uh, see, that, that's that's my favorite place. I spend. Last time we went there, I think I bought like six or seven things of hot sauce, just different hot sauce, like salsa, hot sauce, barbecue. See, I, that's my thing. I love hot sauce. Any type of hot I'm, sauce, sign me up for it. I am such a wuss when it comes to to hot stuff. Like I sweat just eating mild wings. I mean that's just how bad I am. The best it's, the best wings I've found, weird. the hottest wings I've found, which is odd. And if anybody on the podcast has suggestions for hot wings, like super super hot wings, please send them in because I love love absolutely super hot wings. Do you know what the hottest hot wing I have had recently was from? Where? Zaxby's. Really? I ordered the hottest hot I don't know if it was just the way they prepared it that time, 
but I ordered some uh, Zaxby's Hot Wings when we were going to the Carrollton basketball game uh, one time when they were in the playoffs. And I got them, and I was eating the Zaxby's Hot Wings in my truck before I went in. And they were probably the hottest hot wings I have ever had in my entire life. And I have eaten a, an immense amount of very, very hot wings. Uh, yeah, the Zaxby's I got right there in front of Target and Carrollton were the hottest hot wings I have ever had. It was nuts. I did not expect that at all. All right. I was surprisingly shocked and happy. Uh, Billy, you know what else I was uh, happy about? Not surprisingly shocked, but I was happy. What's that? Braves beat the Nats last night, 8 2. We just yeah, keep we the winning streak going, baby. Brooms out. Let's go. That's a, you know, my, my mother-in-law is a huge fan of when we beat the team in the entire series. Huge fan of sweeps. That way she can use her um, vehicle to do other things than get her from point A to point B. <laughs> uh, we love you, Miss Diana. Uh, um you know, it was it was good. Spencer Strider looked solid on the mound, five and two thirds. He gave up two run, two earned, uh, but he had eleven Ks. The kid continues to impress Amazing. on the mound, man. And I mean, he's just throwing easy gas. I mean, just easy gas. It's it's just unreal. The offense continues to perform and look good doing it. It's so. Riley had two bombs. Um, RC ahead of bomb. Harris continues with two two more RBIs. I mean, guys, this Braves team is is the potential that we saw at the beginning of the year that did not play out in the beginning in in April and May. This is the potential that we saw. This is the stuff that we saw that this on paper could be one of the best Braves teams ever. And the 14 in a row, they're showing it. Now we get to go to a, a Cubs team starting friday that is still under 500 i mean and we're only four back right now the mets yeah we are i mean theoretically we get out of this weekend and we could be leading in the nl east it's possible theoretically yeah theoretically it yeah it's a team that just like you said just keeps producing billy this team that we set on paper before the uh, beginning of the season we said this could potentially be the most talented Braves team we've ever had, and I've, I've said that on the podcast multiple times. Uh, going through the first couple of months, I was kind of questioning my sanity. I'm like, am I too much of a homer? Like, was I looking at this roster and this pitching staff with rose-tinted glasses? But right now, we're seeing what they can be. Now, obviously, 13, 14, whatever this streak goes to beyond now, uh, that's not something you see every day in baseball or anything like that, but you're seeing what the potential is in this team. And I think the thing I like the most about right now, Billy, you look at last night's stats, and it's it's been this way for the majority uh, of this streak. We've been on hits, 14, uh, eight RBIs, six walks, nine Ks. We didn't go over the, the 10 mark, the decade mark, in Ks. And I feel like earlier in the season – we were over 10 every single night. Every single night we were over 10 Ks. And this team's still going to strike out a bunch even when the streak is over. But I feel like we're approaching the plate with a much better eye and a much better plan than we were early on in the season. And it's it's great to see and it's fun to watch. Yeah, and I think I was listening to uh, the flagship on it on 6-8 of the fan the other morning. And, you know, home team Brandon Leak was saying the same thing. At the beginning of the year, the hits were under 10 and the strikeouts were over 10. 
Now that's swapped. That's com- that's a complete 180. Now the hits are over 10 and the strikeouts are under 10 for the games. And that's exactly what you need. They're going in there with a different approach, a different mindset. And the swag is there, man. Oh, like, 100%. Absolutely. You see it. You see it in their eyes when they're going up to the plate. None of them look lost outside of Acuna. Acuna looked completely lost here in, in Washington this weekend or this week. Yeah, I mean, absolutely a, lost. Not have a good series. I think he went <laughs> one for fifteen. I think probably with with at least at least four or five strikeouts. I think uh, it was unreal. It yeah. was just not yeah, Acuna like. But it goes happen. into Long season. He goes into a day off today and gets his mind right and you know he gets the friendly confines starting friday yeah five strikeouts in the series one hit no runs no rbis no home runs not a great series for acuna but i mean when you play 3285 games it's gonna happen at least you know once or twice so but that's seven eight nine in the in the bottom or the in the lineup the series has was stellar was absolutely it, has Arcia done anything but produce in the what two games that he's played? I mean, no. that defense—the defense was what impressed me the most last night. He he made a couple big defensive plays, and I mean, he has he has seven hits on the series with uh, nine at bats. I mean, that's that essentially from a bench player guy that plays every now and then. That's amazing. Yeah, and you know they kept saying it on the broadcast which kind of annoyed me but you know he was playing every day in 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 milwaukee so it's not like he wasn't an everyday player and that's great to see they put a or uh, they put ozzy's foot in a cast yesterday put him on the 60 day dl so uh, we still don't have a timeline i don't believe for when they think he'll be back hopefully we'll get that somewhere the end of this month beginning of next month uh, just get back for October, man. Get back and get they healthy. Said maybe mid to late August oh, at the wow. earliest. Okay, okay, I'll take that. That would essentially give him an entire month and a half to get right. rehab. Yeah, rehab. Get a couple games. Oh, I, what would they do? Because is is Gwinnett still playing at that time? Or the or is their season over by then? I wonder. Mm, I don't know. What do you what do you think they would do if he came back and needed rehab starts, but minor league ball is already over? Is there would he go to like Florida or somewhere? Is there somewhere else he yeah, can go he to? Yeah, he can go to he can go down to uh, Northport and and do some some sim games, I guess. Okay. Yeah, it'd be good to have him back, but don't rush it back. We you know we we need you for the playoffs. So yeah, mid to late August. Right. That's a lot sooner than I thought. That's great news. Uh, we're going to continue our NFL preview today with uh, two teams that probably nobody around here even cares about outside of my cousin, who is a huge Dolphins fan for some odd reason. Uh, we're going to go with the Dolphins and the Patriots today. We're going to start off with the Dolphins first. Miami looks to capitalize on what might have been the second or third biggest trade of the offseason by bringing in Tyreek Hill. Uh, the only the only trades that I can think of that kind of overshadow that is obviously the Sean Watson trade. Maybe the Devontae Adams trade, that was a pretty big trade. Uh, but Ty- Tyreek Hill going to the Dolphins is definitely not something I thought I would see this offseason. First-year head coach Mike McDaniel looks to bring the same spark to Miami that he had as the OC in San Francisco. Uh, he was on the Pat McAfee show earlier this year. Very odd dude. I think he's going to be a fine head coach, but he is a very odd person. Um, I couldn't tell if he was joking half the time or if he was serious. He is a... 
he's very weird, but hey, might be a might be a very successful head coach. Look at Bill Belichick, also very weird, super successful head coach. Uh, super biggest, weird. Yeah, it's very. I mean, the dude wears a cutoff hoodie everywhere, and I, Bill Belichick is a very odd guy, but great coach. Uh, the biggest question mark on offense will be Tua. Can he get the ball out quickly and accurately enough to his weapons like Hill and Jalen Waddell, his two new weapons that he has down there? I think Tua is going to be a good quarterback. I think a lot of people are low on Tua. I think Tua is going to be just fine. You give him a couple years to develop down there with Mike McDaniels and those weapons, I think Tua, I personally think Tua will be a good quarterback. I don't I don't know if anybody else backs me up what? on that. But. Well, here's the thing. What are we – basing that off of are we going like just off feeling or because i mean talented wise you're gonna you're gonna see talent across the nfl but what are you basing that he's going to be a good quarterback off of because i think he's one of the smarter quarterbacks in the nfl i think he's a really smart guy i think he can scramble really well um now i don't when i say scramble i don't mean rushing so that they're, those are two totally different things. I think he can scramble well. Uh, scramble well. I really think his playset is a lot like Russell Wilson's was when Russell Wilson was a young player. Um, I, I think that's. I don't know if he can get to where Russell Wilson is or was or however you want to consider Russ. But I think I think Tua can get close to where Russ's peak was. I see a lot of the same attributes. Um, I think he's accurate. I think he has a good long ball. He's a good scrambler. I think he's smart. I think I think you got to give the keys to Tua and see what happens two or three years because I, I really think he's a quarterback. Now, is he a Super Bowl winning quarterback? I don't want to say that, but I think he's very good. I think he's very, very good. Uh, Miami relied heavily on the run last year, finishing second in the AFC in rushing yards. This should change now that Tua has some weapons. Tua had literally nobody to throw to last year. Uh, his two new weapons, Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill, should see quite the reverse of that, especially with Mike McDaniel coming in as head coach. He loves to sling the ball around. Uh, Miami has the 21st hardest schedule in the NFL. They're 18th in the preseason power rankings, and I believe they will go somewhere 8-9, and 9-8, nine, nine and eight, somewhere around there. Okay. Yep. I think they, I think they get a good squad. Now let's get to the New England Patriots, who still believe Do they are the to. best. Well, they, they still believe they are the best team in the AFC East, and it's just it's just not true. It's just not true. Uh, Bill Belichick continues his life without TB12 and focuses on bringing Mac Jones along as a franchise quarterback. Uh, Mac Jones, once again, I think very good, very bright future. New England has provided Mac, uh, they haven't provided Mac with a ton of weapons. That wide receiver core being Devontae Parker, who is past his prime, Jacoby Myers, who's a fine wide receiver, he's he's whatever, Uh, and Kendrick Bourne. But for the type of offense that New England wants to run, it's really not that big of a deal. New England wants to slow the clock down, run the ball, and play defense. New England's offense reminds me of something you would see back in like the late 80s. Uh, it's a very, if we have to pass it, we will pass it, but we don't really want to pass it. I mean, you remember that game up in Buffalo last year? I don't think Mac Jones had a single pass in that game. They, they ran the entire game. It, if he had a pass, it was like one or two passes, and they were maybe five-yard passes. Um, right. That was mainly due because of the weather. It was horrible weather, but it was it was kind of like that all season, honestly. Uh, New England's bread and butter, once again, will be their do- defense. New England's defense was second in the NFL last year in yards, al- uh, yards allowed per game, 
fourth in scoring defense and first in turnover ratio. Uh, so the offense that Bill Belichick wants to run, I, they just announced an OC, and I forget who it is now, um, but don't kid yourself, that's Bill Belichick's offense. Bill Belichick will tell him what to run, and he'll run it. With the offense that they want to run, the slow down, ground and pound, it's a great defense plays right into their hand. I think you're going to win a bunch. I think you're going to see a bunch of like 13 to 10 games, 18 to 20 games. Just very, very low scoring for the NFL these days. Uh, that New England's just going to grind out. They have the 16th hardest schedule in the NFL this year. They're ranked 15th in the preseason power rankings, and I believe they will go somewhere around 10 and seven. Wasn't didn't they announce the Detroit's former head coach as OC? Um, you might be right. Uh, and wasn't he a defensive coordinator at one point? That's what I thought they said too. That is also what I thought they said. Um, Josh McDaniels. Like, that's s- not right. He's still. He's not still. In, no, 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 that's no. Not right. He's that's say, that's, the head coach in New, uh, uh, Vegas. Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, let's see. Here we go. New England coaching staff. Uh, offensive offensive coordinator. They okay. They don't have an offensive coordinator listed on the Patriots website. I could have swore they just announced a new OC because they had it on uh, the Pat McAfee show. They were talking about it, but right now, right now on the official Patriots website, there what is his no name? offensive coordinator. What's the old Lions? coach's name that went from New England to the Lions. Timothy McAdoo. No. He had uh, a beard. He always Bobby had Sanzenbacher. A God, you suck at this. You're so <laughs> terrible. Uh, uh, I have no idea. It's been, it was been, it's been Josh McDaniels. For, oh, Matt Patricia. Is that it? That's it. Matt Patricia. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. They, that is but that that's smart man you remember how good the offense was uh, for the Lions under under him you know just amazing just tearing up they said so they said Matt Patricia and Joe Judge will have a big uh, influence on what the offense does this year but it doesn't matter no, I trust no, Joe I, Judge about it yeah I'll just listen listen Bill Bill you call whatever plays you want to all right the keys are in your hand. Go ahead and start this thing up, Bill. It's it's all on you. All right, let's get to the Marine South scoreboard. Last night, the battle for Lordo began. Lordo, and man, was it a freaking game? Can you ask Four to for three. more than overtime in the first game of the NFL Stanley no. Cup Finals? <laughs> no, God, it was so good too, man. Uh, Colorado jumped out to an early three to one lead in the first in it, or in the first quarter. Jesus Christ. Let me try that again. Colorado jumped out to an early lead in the first period, 3-1, to one, and then Tampa Bay quickly jumped back and scored two in the second. Uh, no one scored in the third, and then finally they scored early in the, in the overtime period, which the game was just good. It was back and forth, and Vasilevsky looked like he woke up after the second or the third goal he, he allowed in in the in the first period. So, uh, Colorado game four or excuse me, game two begins Saturday. God, I cannot talk today. Like, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. 
Luckily, we don't do a podcast or anything. You have to talk on. Good the lord! <laughs> yeah, game two is on Saturday, and we'll talk more about that tomorrow. Uh, today, Billy, we have game six of the NBA Finals: Warriors at Celtics, nine p.m. start. Warriors look to close it out. Celtics look to bring the game or bring the series to a seven-game series. I'm probably going to go with Golden State here. I think they looked really well. I mean, they won that. They won Game Five with Steph, Draymond, and Clay not having good games, and I don't think that's going to happen again. Give me the Warriors tonight. I think the Warriors win, close out the championship, uh, and I believe that will bring Steph level with LeBron on championships. So that's an interesting debate. We'll hear. We're here. We'll hear people talk about for the uh, offseason. Oh. Uh-oh. Uh, Also today, the thing that I can't wait to watch, the U.S. Open begins today. Billy, do you know where that is going to be televised? Is that going to be on ESPN Plus? Do you know? Uh, Don't. I have no idea. It is not on ESPN Plus. Ooh. Um, You... I don't know where that is going to be televised. That is... Trying to think, is it going to be on the cock? Maybe you think? Maybe, maybe. I'll have to look it up, and if I find it, I'll I'll tweet it out to everybody. That's a uh, that is unfortunate. I thought it was going to be on ESPN. It is not. I believe tea times start around seven thirty this morning. Um, so yeah, I'm just kind of excited to see what the uh, what the controversy is between the Live Golf Tour. I told uh, oh man, do you know do you know what the first tea time is this morning? Seven oh seven. It's in twenty minutes. Six forty five. Good lord. Or no, yeah, 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 6.45, that's early. I told our good friend uh, Clay Harden the other day when I was talking to him that if I was the live golf guys, I would have all of my players that go over and play in these majors decked out in live golf tour gear. Wherever I could slap a live golf tour logo, I would. Hat, shirt, bag, putter, water bottle, wherever I could slap a live golf tour uh, logo or emblem or whatever, I would. I would totally. I'd use these opens as an advertisement uh, for other players and other fans. I'm not above that. I totally do that. NBC will provide afternoon coverage of the first and second rounds. Uh, is NBC USA the will cock? Provide, yes. In okay. USA will provide exclusive early TV coverage on the first, second, and final rounds. So it's not streaming anywhere. USA. There will also be streaming coverage available via online, via the cock, and usopen.com. Oh, oh, awesome. Oh, usopen.com. Okay, so it's like uh, it's like the Masters. Awesome. Sweet. I can watch it. My day is made now. It was ruined, and then it was made. Uh, Billy, you need another cup of coffee this morning? <laughs> Dude, I can barely speak, so yeah. Yeah, I need a cup of coffee, man. I slept right through my alarm. I didn't wake up until about 15 minutes before we did this podcast, which is... That, that throws me Not way normal. off, man. No, 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 no. I don't know what happened. I don't know if I turned my alarm off or it didn't go off or I don't know. I don't know what happened. Uh, but Let's I need a Emily. cup of coffee. Yeah, it's Emily's fault. That gummit. <laughs> uh, Steelers uh, make Minka Fitzpatrick the highest paid safety in NFL history. This dude got a deal and a half, man, uh, which is good because the Steelers, the Steelers don't have uh, much else. That's kind of all they have. Is Minka Fitzpatrick? Yeah. Did he get? Yeah. Did he get older? I don't think it's close to what Aaron Donald got. Uh, got thirty-six million guaranteed in the signing. 
Uh, we'll see him get paid $18.4 million per year, which is, I mean, that sounds like a lot of money, but Minka Fitzpatrick is, uh, he's arguably the best safety in the NFL right now, and if he's not, he's definitely top three. Yeah, I, I would think he's definitely within the top three for sure. I'm, uh, trying, more to, NFL- I'm trying to think who would be. Is, is A.J. Terrell a safety or is he a cornerback? He's a corner. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, Mink is the first guy that came, comes to mind when I talk about safeties in the NFL. I don't know. My brain, my brain's not working on all, uh, all cylinders yet. I need a cup of coffee. Uh, keeping in the NFL, Indianapolis Colts star safety Kerry Williams at the age of 26 announces his retirement after three seasons in the NFL. He is retiring uh, to focus on his ministry work. I believe he is going to be a minister and uh, preach and I don't know what else. But it, this, was a guy that, that, this was a guy that the Indianapolis Colts were going to hang their hat on for a couple of years because Kerry Willis was coming along quite nicely. So... That's two rather large early retirements we've seen in Indy in the past five, six years uh, with Andrew Luck starting it off and, and Kerry Willis at 26 retiring yesterday. Um, that's, that's kind of become a trend in the NFL I've seen lately is guys retiring early. I mean, we think about Andrew Luck, Kerry Willis, uh, Luke Keekley. A lot of these guys are retiring before they're 30 or just after they're 30 uh, to kind of do something else with their life, which is not what you saw in you know old school NFL. No, and you typically saw old school NFL players play until the NFL basically told them, "Hey, you're not going to be able to play anymore." Yeah, you can't. You can't play. Get the hell off the field. Yeah, you've had too many concussions. You can't even tell me your name. Uh, reports out of the WWE Billy Board opens inquiry into CEO Vince McMahon's alleged three million dollar settlement for ex-employees' silence. Uh, I was reading the report last night. Does not sound good for Mr. Vince McMahon. Uh, he has paid apparently a lot of former female employees to be quiet, uh, and it is all documented with NDAs. And one of the guys that was named in the report as well was our good friend James Laurinaitis's uncle. Um, I forget his first name, but uh, it is James Laurinaitis's uncle who worked with Vince McMahon as a talent acquisition agent. Uh, not good. Not good for the WWE. This is not a good look. This. This might bring down Vince McMahon and, and force him to sell the company or, or something. Something's going to happen, but this is not a good look. I was about to say, like, are we even allowed to say that name? Like, I'm, I'm just, Vince I'm McMahon? just nervous. To, yeah, it's almost <laughs> like Beetlejuice. I don't want to say any. I don't want to say it. He's going to show up to our house, just kick in the door, Dude, and, and Billy yeah. walk in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sasha Banks was also released from the WWE. If, if anybody in the WWE world remembers. A couple weeks ago, she walked out of, I believe it was Monday Night Raw, because she didn't like the way something was scripted to go. Uh, and Sasha Banks walked out of that taping and couldn't reach a deal with the WWE, and, and they've released her. I don't know if it's by request of her, but that's that's a huge name that just got released Ooh. from WWE. And that's that's massive. That's the boss. Well, in the, words, in the words of Tombstone, well, bye. Yeah, the WWE is hemorrhaging talent right now, and AEW is destroying them. So this is this is not good. This is not good for the WWE, the brand, Vince McMahon's alleged things, releasing Sasha Banks. Not not a good time for the WWE. Uh, and today in 1989, so there's only been 17 hole-in-ones recorded since the U.S. Open began. 
today in 1989, Billy, uh, four were made all in the sixth hole, but four hole-in-ones were made today in 1989 at the U.S. Open. Out of the 17 that were made in the history of the U.S. Open, four today. All right. That's a lot, man. Let's get four more today. I like it. I like it. I can't wait to watch the U.S. Open. It's it's the hardest golf tournament of the year. It's nuts, man. Somebody somebody said the other day I watched on TikTok, if you started the U.S. Open 72 under and had to play all four rounds, could you still I saw win? That. Yeah. I almost sent that to you. Yeah. It's, my answer was no. There's absolutely no way in hell. I, I would shoot. Oh, no, God, no. No. I would shoot 30 over every single day easily. No question about it. You got anything else to add today, man? Nope. Awesome. Let's get out of here. We will see y'all tomorrow. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbors! Just shake them! Shake your neighbors!